Welcome to the Wealth of Wellbeing podcast with your host, Christy McCarley. If you are in the pursuit of your best life, then you've come to the right place. This podcast is a collection of tips, tricks, stories, and reminders for us to live by. My aim is for you to learn something, feel better than you do right now, and hopefully become a more positive version of yourself. Let's get into the episode. Hello, and welcome back to The Wealth of Wellbeing with Christy McCarley. Now today we are going to discuss a topic that really not a lot of people liked talking about. I say liked because it's getting more and more common in terms of us discussing it and I'm very grateful for that and I'm very grateful for anyone and everyone who's been incredibly open and honest about going to a therapist, having been to a therapist, whatever stage in your journey that you're at. I think it's really important that we discuss it and so I'm going to discuss it today. So Therapy is one of those tools that I want you to be open-minded about if you aren't already. And so that's my purpose for today's podcast episode, is to make sure that you're not closed-minded like I was. So first I'm going to talk about what I initially thought about therapy and then versus what it actually became. Then I'm going to go through a bunch of hints and tips that I received through my stint of therapy and the majority I've touched on previously but they have literally changed my life and I will never stop doing them. So let's get into it. What I initially thought, I 100% saw it as a sign of weakness and I dislike myself for thinking that way. I was scared, I was anxious about it, I was downplaying what was going on for me. So I was like, oh, my problems aren't big enough for this. I don't need to go to a therapist. I also didn't know what to expect because at that point in my life, honestly, I don't think I knew of anyone who had been to therapy bar maybe one or so people. And that was for a mental illness. And so I I had in my brain, I was like, well, I don't have a mental illness. So why would I need to go? And it's not about that, so please don't think that. It also didn't feel very normalized yet. And I say yet because this was several years ago. And as I said, I didn't know a lot of people who I felt were going through similar things or going to see a therapist. And I didn't know whether I would actually be able to open up to a complete and utter stranger. I think that's the other thing. It's almost like a blind date, really. It's someone that you know nothing about and you really have to take a bit of a gamble and give it a go. And so it's you accepting to yourself that you're not feeling like yourself lately and that you'd like to do something about it. And so if you can hear the rain, it's because it's a rainy Saturday afternoon in Wellington and I'd still like to record, so I'm going to. Yes. So what did it become for me? It became something that I wouldn't say I looked forward to, but I clicked instantly with my therapist 
It was actually a male and he was a trainee psychologist and he was really, really great. Honestly, 95% of my therapy sessions, well, actually, that's probably an exaggeration. Actually, it's definitely an exaggeration. But majority of what I remember is me just crying. And I think that was because I'd finally accepted that I wasn't in a happy space and I was going to seek help. And so clearly I wanted something to come out of that. So coming out of therapy, I really, I think I remember it only being about maybe five or six sessions with him. And by the end of it, we'd both kind of agreed, you know, you seem a lot happier. You seem to have, you know, really found mechanisms of, you know, making your life a little bit easier and more enjoyable and, you know, it's up to you when you feel like you're ready to stop seeing me. It's like a breakup. But I thought I'd go through all of the hints and tips that he gave me. And I think that's the real valuable outputs that I got is just a third party opinion on yourself and what you're experiencing. And sometimes somebody else can pick up on things that you haven't. So where those feelings are stemming from or why you're feeling a certain type of way right now and how to move past that because that's the main part. So the first one was gratefulness journaling. So at the point in my life that I went to therapy, all I was doing was working. And so I really did not see any of the positives in my life. But I still had a lot and I wasn't focused on those. I was focusing on everything negative. And so on what planet I thought that focusing on the negative was ever going to make me feel positive, I don't know. So now that it's very obvious to me, that's great. But gratefulness journaling was one of those things that I implemented. And I think it cropped up the other day and it said 1,150 something days since I started gratitude journaling on the Presently app. And this is not a plug, but if you search Presently in your app store, that's the one that I use and it's free. It's really easy there's no prompts or anything like that. It's just you genuinely saying what you're grateful for day to day. And I love it. The second one was meditation. Now, I'm actually really, really surprised about meditation for me. I remember speaking to the therapist and he said, have you ever tried meditation? Again, I think I've mentioned to you, I thought meditation was I can't remember exactly what I thought of it, but I kind of associated it with like yoga and mindfulness. And I thought all of that stuff, like even journaling, I was like, I wonder why people do that. Like I was very, very ignorant and I will absolutely put my hand up and say that I was ignorant because I was. And so obviously I'd said, no, I haven't tried that. And he had said to me, I think you really should give it a go. I'm a stressy type of an individual. So even when I feel like I'm not stressed, there's probably a little bit of underlying stress still there. And so anything like reading, meditation, journaling, all of that where I can clear my brain is going to be great for me. So for meditation, I do love is actually sleep meditation. And I'll talk about this in another podcast episode, but if you haven't heard of sleep meditation or meditation in general, 
do a bit of research yourself, look at different apps and tools, there's a lot of free resources, and truly it does clear your mind very, very well and distracts you from what you're currently presented with, which is amazing. The third bit was journaling in general, so not only the things that you're grateful for, but unpacking your own feelings and what's going on for you. And I even kind of like it in terms of jotting down the things that have been great or how my interactions with people have been or how I'm feeling at the end of a day or at the start of the day or whenever you like to journal. And it really was important for me at the time to describe how I was feeling in certain situations because I'd never looked at it in detail. I was just like, oh, that really annoys me or that really makes me mad. I never actually sat down and thought about why is that making me angry? Why is that making me upset? And so as soon as I started doing that, I understood myself so much more. The fourth one was honestly just a reminder to always be kind to myself and not be so hard on myself always. I am notorious for being my biggest critic I'm so much kinder to myself now, but I still catch myself sometimes wondering, oh, could I have done that better? Or, oh, I wish I had another go at that. And there is no point in dwelling. It's more, yes, have a look at it. And if you genuinely think you could have done better, then say, well, how could I have done it better? Take that on board. Next time you're presented with that opportunity, try and do better. But there's no point in holding that against yourself nor is it acceptable for you to think that you've always got to be on. I think that's my other one, is I was away last weekend and I finally had a nap. And if you know me well, you know that I don't nap. And so for me, it was so, so interesting. I think it was about two hours later and I was immediately panicked. And... I was like, why did it wake me up? And I thought about it a little bit more and got over my panic of like missing going to see my granddad. <laughs> the fact that I needed a nap when I'm not a frequent napper tells me a lot about what was going on for me at the time and how exhausted I was. So please stop being so hard on yourself. The fifth one was reading. So in particular... There's reading for enjoyment and there's reading for education. So this one was about reading for education. So reading books where it kind of can explain how you're feeling or tools and techniques of, you know, how to be a more positive person or not be so angry or not be so upset all the time, you know. There's lots of resources for everything. So understanding and showing an interest in how you operate, so important, and so I employ you to do that. I think we're up to six now. Yep. Letting go of control. This one is so tough, and I, again, this is something I'm definitely still working on. Letting go of your control. You are not in control of every aspect of your life. So you 
you need to come to terms with that you need to accept it and you need to realize that you can only plan so much if you're a planner like me and then you have to park it and you just have to hope for the best and have a bit of faith and I've been a lot better at that recently but it's definitely something that when a lot of things are moving and you can't really control them it does feel very unsettling shall we say and so I would say to you realize what is within your control and let the rest of it go as much as you possibly can the seventh one is exercising I really really neglected my exercise and as soon as I introduced that back in and I found the enjoyment in it rather than doing it because I didn't feel like I looked good the enjoyment came into it I was feeling a lot better and it was also I was adding different dynamics into my life so like I said when I was working and that was pretty much all I did apart from sleep and eat and even the eating part wasn't very good I feel like adding exercise into the mix and proper sleep routine and actually eating my three meals and things like that your life changes pretty dramatically so exercising in whatever shape or form you want identifying what makes you happy so you can do more of it love that so someone even recommended to me at one point in time if you almost block out your calendar and then once you've done that activity or your work day or whatever if you color code it and you say green is things that made me happy amber is things that like I'm okay with red I wasn't enjoying quite so much and then what you try and do over time is do more of the green and less of the red obviously and sometimes that's going to be possible sometimes it's not but at least you're fully aware of what makes you happy and you're doing more of that the final one is affirmations and this is where I try and post a few reminders and whatnot on my Instagram page and it's really just affirming things that you need to remind yourself of so I'm strong I am capable I'm beautiful etc etc and it's just really important to remind yourself of these things whenever you're second guessing your abilities or how you're feeling if you have like a bad skin day or something like that you are still so beautiful so do not let little things like that get to you so that was a lot but what I want to close this out with is you have every right to be skeptical about going to therapy and you don't need to go but if you feel like you would do with talking to somebody else or you are feeling like I was where you feel like you are being a burden to those that you know and love by talking to them about what's going on for you then I implore you to go to therapy and I actually want you to also still talk to your friends and family about going to therapy and how you're finding it. I also want you to, if you don't click with your therapist straight away, please find somebody else. You want someone who you can trust with your emotions and your feelings. So you have every right to see them once and then go and see somebody else. Don't be afraid to talk about it you normalizing it and mentioning it to people that just may mean the difference between someone thinking about going to therapy 
and not going to therapy because they're afraid. So please keep talking about it. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to talking to you again very soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Wealth of Wellbeing with Christy McCarley. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, you might want to send it to somebody that you know and love. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so, so that you can keep getting your dose of Christy every week. Thank me later.